Hi, welcome to Access Podcast, the podcast about podcasts. I'm Maddie Stout. We are headed towards the Halloween season, and I thought it'd be a great time to talk about a few creepy podcasts. And nobody does creepier podcasts better than Max Cutler and the folks at Parcast. They've given you such titles as Serial Killers, Unsolved Murders, and their new show, Cults. Let's check it out. Manson wasn't a serial killer. He didn't stab or strangle his victims like John Wayne Gacy. He was a cult leader, charismatic enough to manipulate his followers into committing murder on his behalf. And it's Manson's role as a cult leader and his ability to commit murder by proxy that makes him so memorable. Joining me now, Max Cutler, co-founder and president of Parcast, the creepiest of podcast companies. I don't know if creepy is the right word, but but you do have a, a specific genre that, that you focus on uh, at Parcast. Yes, we do. Well, thanks, Matt, for having me. We definitely are focused on true crime right now. Um, we're very much enjoying the true crime wave and capitalizing on it, I think it's safe to say. So why do you think folks are so passionate and into true crime stories right now? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons right now. Um, specifically, one kind of our whole entire, uh, as a country, United States, the, the environment we're in, there's a lot of distrust going on. What What is really happening? Do we really know what is really happening in many cases? Um, so I think we're really tapping into that. I think also, quite frankly, true crime kind of caters to our most powerful emotion, which is um, fear. Um, I think that could we be a victim of true crime? Are we trying to figure out what causes people to commit crimes? It's a very interesting and strong motivation for our listeners, I know, and the kind of psychology behind it. Um, I also think, you know, looking at it really closely, it's, it's kind of like a puzzle piece, um, trying to understand what makes someone do that, what makes them tick. In our case, we have a show called Serial Killers, where we really look into the psychology of what molded a serial killer. And every day, you know, we get tons of emails about people just trying to understand what makes a person commit such horrible crimes. And I think there's there's really kind of a, a you know, searching for that information that we find very interesting. Do you have a favorite serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I do not have a favorite serial killer. Um, I do find a lot of them extremely fascinating from a story standpoint. I think that, you know, looking at it, obviously, Ted Bundy is a huge serial killer. Everyone, you know, probably is familiar with Ted Bundy by name. Um, and just kind of, under, you know, from a psychology standpoint, just understanding Ted Bundy from someone that's able to really interact with people and act really normal and then, and then be able to flip a switch and turn it off to become this horrible monster is, is really a fascinating case study. And, that, that case, you know, he's always fascinated me. Mine's Gacy, just because I hate clowns, so <laughs> I put uh, old John Wayne up there. But in general, so you know, one of the things I think that that makes your podcast stand out, and I think for a lot of the podcasts that do well, and something I preach to my students who I teach at a university is that high quality production will always win, and 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 that is something that you your company in particular, podcast, really takes great pride in because your your productions are just so well done. Um. Talk about the time and effort that goes into an episode for one of your podcasts, because there's a lot of elements going on in there. Yeah, well, 
I mean, first off, production value is is the king. That's the most important thing here at Parcast, and we spend a lot of time making sure we get it as right as possible. Um, for us, it's our number one differential statement. Quite frankly, there's over four hundred thousand podcasts out there. Not not all are active, but most of them do not put enough time or effort into production value, and that's something we take extremely seriously. Um, depending on the show, we can spend up to thirty to forty hours on on producing a show, uh, one episode. Um, you know, unsolved murders, which is another show of ours, is a almost a modern take on old-time radio where we have tons of voice actors, sound effects, multiple beds. Um, you know, our sound design and engineer is, in my opinion, the best in the business. And he, <laughs> of course, he's sitting right here. Um, he uh, he does a phenomenal job at really piecing together each episode and telling a story. Because um, for us at ParCast, the most important thing is storytelling. And there's many ways to do that and bringing these stories to life. And so I mean, besides from writing each script out, going into sound effects, layering everything, it's it's a very complex process, but one we take very seriously. You know, one theme I get back to with a couple of the guests we've had on is, is and you just said it, is that that old time radio feel, you know, back when radio was radio drama. And, and I love that that's where podcasting is taking radio. For me, I left, you know, when I left radio to go in podcasting was because I felt radio was getting away from kind of, you know, a lot of the entertainment value that we used to have on it and more just, hey, talk for 20 seconds. Um, so I want to talk about your influence, how radio has influenced you and, and your dad, uh, who has, who's kind of, he is legendary in the radio business. Um, so you've been around a long time. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a huge impact on my life. Um, growing up in a radio household is probably why I started Parcast. And the first thing I did when I wanted to start Parcast was uh, get my dad out of retirement to be a consultant and co-founder here with me. And he's you know, it's for me, I think it's weird to say it's great working with your dad because so many people have horrible experiences. But for me, it's the best thing that I, you know, that I'm able to do. He, um, for, for the people that don't know, my dad was in radio for most of his life. He started off as a disc jockey and then ended up um, becoming a, a very, you know, lucky to create many top um, radio shows that he produced as well as Cutler Productions and Cutler Comedy Networks. Um, and so having that background, there's there's definitely something growing up in a household where creativity is king. And living in radio and audio is just inspiring. And I think that both of us agreed when we, you know, when we started this about 18 months ago now, that unfortunately radio, um, and it's mixed feelings for us, radio is kind of going downhill in many ways on the content side. And we really wanted to bring it back to a great storytelling, great narrative podcast. And we think we've, we've done that in the content. Um, but yeah, it's had a profound impact on me and everything we do here. It's part of my job is I, I work uh, as a digital program director in San Francisco and our jocks have been retraining themselves and learning podcasting and getting back to that storytelling and they're really embracing it. And, and I, I see us as a radio company at iHeart. We're producing some really good podcast content. But, you know, some of the older radio folks still kind of kick and scream and they don't understand it. They don't want to be a part of it. How was that transition for your dad when you talked to him about podcasting? Was he embracing it right away or or was he one of the a little bit of a holdout at all well i think for my dad there's mixed emotions one he embraced it right away because he saw the potential he saw that the need for to quite frankly to connect with an audience that was not happening in the in radio any, anymore so he loved that aspect of it but of course he grew up in radio radio was a huge part of his life um and so for him i know it's mixed emotions that he feels that radio has really gone downhill in the quality of it um, and he wishes it was, you know, still there because it really did have a huge impact on his life. But now in the podcast space, it's a huge potential. It is the future. Um, you know, 
I know as a fact you talk to, to people in radio, they are, they are starting to embrace the podcasting space, as you just mentioned, and those that aren't embracing the podcast space will start embracing the podcast space. Um, the numbers are just there. I mean, last year alone, we grew 21%. I know we have 67 million uh, monthly listeners. We have you know revenue increased by 85% over year over year, which is the most crucial thing for radio. Um, obviously, we're still nowhere near where radio is on the advertising dollar side, but with that being said, I mean, podcasting is the future. I mean, if you look at it from a just a granular perspective, audio is really the last media that hasn't gone on demand. Television's on demand, films on demand, you have the Netflixes of the world, Amazons, etc. Audio really hasn't. And in many ways, podcasting is that. And as you have more and more companies, whether it be obviously Apple Podcast now is really starting to gear up and take it more seriously. Um, TuneIn Radio is taking it seriously. Stitcher, where I know you're very familiar with, is taking it seriously. So it's very interesting. Um, and of course, iHeart's taking it seriously, which is a, which is great news. Um, so we'll see, you know, what what happens in the future. But you know, in all honesty, you need to start embracing the podcast space because it, it is going to be the future. In radio, we tend to deal with stalkers, fans, people that get a little too obsessed with our uh, with our programs and ourselves. I know I've had a few. With the kind of podcast that you do, are there any folks that, you know, that are that you have to, you know, deal with on this? Are there people that want to correct you and tell you different things or give you theories? How is that interaction? Yeah, of course. Um there the 100%, you know, it varies on the show in terms of how much interaction, but every show has interaction and we love it. It's a, you know, the great thing about podcasting is it's really a conversation. It's not us telling them. And we want them to be involved with our programming. Uh, it shows that they really care and they listen. And so we have people every day emailing us whether about a theory, if it's an unsolved murder episode, maybe who did it, who done it, you know, is, is very common for us. Um, we just launched a new show called Colts, and that show has done amazing for us. And um, the feedback has been so positive, and people trying to understand and have their own theories of maybe why, you know, Charles Manson was the way he was, for example. Um, we also, of course, get criticism from time to time. Um, maybe a host uh, spoke too quickly. Maybe they thought that, um, we could have presented the information in a different way, et cetera. But these are all great conversations. And it just shows, again, how engaged a podcast community is, just like in radio, quite frankly, when you have a great, a great disc jockey. So it's very similar in that regard. But I do think, you know, podcasting in general is a very intimate experience. Um, and our listeners, I know, develop a relationship with our host. And we want them to develop a relationship with our host because at the end of the day, if they feel like they know the host, they feel like they know um, they interact that much strongly and build up so much more of a connection to that content. I want to talk about the new podcast, uh, Cults, which you can find on iHeartRadio. Why Cults? Why did you get into that? I'll, I'll be honest. I got super into the Manson series, and I just think that it's uh, – it's it, to me, I always say a good podcast is like reading a book, and I'm yep. just – I'm in it. So I'm really into the new Cults uh, podcast. Uh, why did you guys choose that? Thank you. Yeah, this was something that I wanted to do for a while. Um, I felt that – you know, we've been really heavily in true crime, but we need to slowly kind of embrace where true crime's going. And I think this is the next logical step. I think if you just talk to somebody and mention Charles Manson, the family or any cult, it's amazing how they just perk up and get excited to talk about it. Like what makes someone join a cult? How do they get mind washed? And for us, that was really what we wanted to answer is the psychological. How does somebody in the case of Charles Manson, for example, manipulate all these people to create murder by proxy in his situation, but just to join a cult? And, you know, for him, he wasn't a very... Um, popular person growing up he had a you know and he yet he was able to control all these people and it's a very interesting 
study. And also, of course, for us, it does have the true crime element to it, which is important to keep our brand identity there. But it also is kind of logically getting us a little away from from the traditional true crime, which we want to do. You know, we never want to chase the next serial. That was something we were never going to do at, at Parcast, and that's something we never will do. Um, we wanted to present content in a different way, more of a storytelling, entertaining way, an informative way. And I think, you know, Colts is apparently really, really, really accomplishing that right now. And the timing is also really good as far as American Horror Story doing cults as well. So between American Horror Story and your podcast, I've already got some folks lined up to join my cult. And uh, <laughs> hopefully maybe in a couple of years you'll be doing a show about me. <laughs> That's great. I hope so. They're, hope they're so. called a podcast producers. My, my producer is looking at me side-eyed right now like, no, it's no, <laughs> not going to work. Um, this might be a question I, you know, for you or you know, maybe if you've talked to any of your producers uh, while they're doing these shows. You know, Stephen King once yeah, – I read an article about uh, when he was writing the, the book The Shining. He would be in the middle of writing and kind of gets freaked out and stop writing and have to like go downstairs and be around people because he's kind of scaring himself. Um, Do you ever find yourself, you know, in the middle of, you know, working on a podcast, getting creeped out and, and a little freaked out? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, actually, it's funny you bring that up. So, yeah, this week, actually, we have a new podcast coming out called Haunted Places. Um, and I was reading the script at nighttime. And I was the only one in the office here. <laughs> and it got to a point where I had to take a break and just <laughs> be like, OK, this is this is, you know, this is not really happening. Um, but, yeah, I think that we do have times where we um, have to t- take a step back from it. I don't think we necessarily have ever gotten freak- freaked out in the studio. I-, I could be wrong, but I know we have very disturbing moments when um, we have to ask ourselves, quite honestly, should we be even you know, how, how much we want to delve into this in the details. Um, but in the, in the end of the day, you know, it's, um, we really haven't had any situations that, <laughs> that we got scared by our content. I've got a segment that we're going to do right now. We do it with every uh, guest. It's called Three Killer Questions. And I, again, I didn't name it special for you. It's always Three Killer Questions. <laughs> but I am changing the first question. Normally, I would ask you, if you were a sandwich, what kind of sandwich would you be? But instead for you, for Halloween, for podcast, if you were a serial killer, which one would you be? What kind of serial killer would you be? <laughs> what kind of serial killer would I be? Yeah. Um, you know, a name or a uh, more of a... Just a, a general a, a genre of serial killer. Oh, you know, ha- uh, axe, axe guy, poisoner, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I, I think I'd have to be more of a poison a poisoner just because uh, you know I don't do well with blood to be honest with you and so uh, and also I think you can probably get away with the crime a little bit better if you're not there and, but, but I never never thought about that before um, but yeah definitely definitely a poisoner something something a little away from the crime scene so I don't actually have to see the person person die. All right, Max Cutler, uh, what technology in your life did you stop and go? This changed my life. The first one. Oh, uh, Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> that without, was easy. Yeah, that, that was easy, though, without question. I'll never forget when that happened, yeah. I can always tell the age of who I'm interviewing with that question because uh, depending on the technology that they pick out. And the last question is, what's the last podcast that you binged? Ooh, uh, S-Town. I loved that podcast. It, it, oh, yeah, it just reminded me. I'm from West Virginia, so I was like, yep, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. And it's, it's a, a phenomenal. They did a phenomenal job with that podcast. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, they it's it when you hear podcasts like that, it's it's inspiring. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really I'm glad I'm glad that you like that one, too. You can learn so much from them. Quite honestly, we learned a lot from them. Um, it's it's great. It's just phenomenal from both the storytelling element, just from a production. Quality, it's just absolutely phenomenal. I do branded content podcasts and I, I 
I'm pretty much just hawk uh, things that Gimlet have done because <laughs> I like all the stuff Gimlet does so Gimlet, much. So Gimlet does a great job, and they obviously have a great branded uh, branded firm uh, branded uh, firm over there as well that they do some really great stuff. Well, Max, this has been fun. Um, uh, you can ca- you can check out all the shows at Parcast Network, uh, but you can also find them all on the iHeartRadio app, including the new one, Cults. So go check that out, uh, Max. Thank you so much for coming on. And anyone who works with Max, watch what you're eating. (laughs) You might be sliding something in there today. That's great. Thank you, Matt, for having me. So a little uh, behind the scenes there with uh, Max Cutler. You know, I just thought of this. I should have asked him what was the scary story that made him scared when he was, you know, he said he got scared in his office. Right, right, right. We should have. But we'll hear it. Probably in their new podcast, Haunted right. Places. Oh my gosh, look at that. You are <laughs> learning. Look at her. Look at the radio plug going. All right, Z is in the studio. That means we are going to find out about three podcasts that you can listen to right now uh, that are in the true crime genre. Yeah, is that what we're looking at yeah, this week? All true um, crime. All right, so uh, hit me up. What do you got this week? First one is Sword and Scale. My roommate actually told me about this one, and it's really cool. It's very like, they cover the dark underworld of crime, murders, abductions, bizarre crimes, and stuff like that. I like it because they have interviews with the victims and even the perpetrators. So Ooh. it's like 911 calls. Really interesting. Oh, let's listen. That is why when a mother's love is not present, the results can be disastrous. Take, for example, a man by the name of Ed. My mother was a, a sick, angry hungry and very sad woman i hated her but i wanted to love my mother that sounds very well produced yeah it is i love it i like well produced stuff yeah, that's thank you i don't know about that one at all mm-hmm. um gosh okay that's added to the the list the the 500 mile list of podcasts yeah. <laughs> i must listen to uh all right what else you got the next one is true crime slash comedy hmm? it's my favorite murder two girls named Karen and Georgia and they're two friends and they talk about their favorite murder from John Bonet. It's so funny but they do it really respectfully and it's really well researched. They know what they're talking about and um, I really like it because they always end their show with stay sexy and don't get murdered. I really <laughs> like it. I think that's super funny. This is a podcast that's getting a lot of buzz that again due to my uh, schedule I haven't had time to listen to so let's check out a little bit right now. We do not condone meth on this podcast. Absolutely not. No way. We don't condone murder either, <laughs> even for our own entertainment. Please, nope, we're against it. Yeah, we this, do want to discuss it though. We do. Um, but if you guys murder someone and you're, it like you blame it on my favorite murder, we will not talk about it. Let's just agree that right now. Yeah, you won't get famous on this. No, we will not talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's Please. good. We should have said that in the beginning. <laughs> you know what I think about that podcast, Z? Is that if I asked them the question, if you were a serial killer, who would you be? They would have an answer right like, away. They probably have a list of them. How about you? Let me ask you that question. Oh if you God. were a serial killer, what kind of serial killer would you be? I, I mean, I want to say poison. Isn't that like the no? Ladies? Isn't that like that the was ladies' a, answer? Well, that was Max' answer. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that's Oops. a yeah. I mean, I, I think people were scared to. I mean, to kind of embrace that. Okay. You know, in a world where there are no, right? you know, no repercussions and, you know, I and I, I know would... you don't really want to be one. No, I mean, no, no, no. But I think I like the Dexter met- method. He's super methodical. 
he drains the blood and he's very scientific about it. I like to think that I would be super clean and pink. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That's, see, that's a real answer. I like that. All right, next one? Let's uh yeah, let's talk about the next one. I think you're gonna be familiar with this. Um it's called Criminal. Have Yay! you heard of it? <laughs> I love this podcast. I love Phoebe. I yeah. love I could listen to Phoebe uh for a long like long periods of time. In fact, I, I recommended this podcast to a student who was trying to do a true crime podcast and he came back and he he's he had over the weekend listened to I think forty episodes. Oh my god! And they have a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. He just kind of binged them all weekend. Because yeah. you can binge this podcast. Yeah, and I like it because it's not crimes that you really hear about, right? Like they're very unpopular ones, but they are so well researched and journalistic. Because Phoebe is an award-winning journalist. Yes, she is. And um, so I really, really like them. Oh, let's listen to some. And then, George Lee Lennox was found dead. They found his body slumped over in his gold Cadillac. The car was full of blood. He'd been shot in the head two times. A man came forward and confessed that he'd been paid $15,000 to kill George Lee Lennox, along with two accomplices. The shooters identified themselves as members of the so-called Dixie Mafia, and it was widely speculated that the reason the Dixie Mafia wanted George Lee Lennox dead was because George Lee Lennox had a problem with Tennessee walking horse tradition. Can I tell you a little secret? Mm-hmm. She is actually coming on this show, and I'm so excited. What? Yes. What? <laughs> Total fake radio right there. She's the producer. She already booked her. Anyway, a little, little behind the scenes. But yeah, so Phoebe's going to come on. I'm always very, I, I'm not comfortable enough with my interviewing skills to interview a real journalist and not feel like they're judging me. I think we'll do well. I hope so. I'm, I'm nervous. She's, uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, Phoebe. <laughs> so Z, that was fun. Good suggestions. Thank you. I'm learning. You're getting, getting good at this. Getting good. Uh, and uh, yeah, besides Phoebe, we got lots of other guests coming up uh, in the next few weeks. I can't tell you about yet because we're still nailing down folks. But uh, if you like podcasts and you like this show, it's only going to get better. I promise. Woo! We've got lots coming up on there. Well, that's going to do it. Episode three is in the can. Access podcast is produced by the one and only Z Zayanya Dielvis. Zayanya Dielvis is in the building. Work. I did. I got it. Artwork by Dalton Runberg. Music composed by Casey Franco. Special thanks to Chris Peterson, Don Parker, and Katie Wilcox at iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook. We are Access Podcast. On Twitter, we are... Access Podcast 1. Because there is an Access Podcast who hasn't tweeted in four years and still has that handle. We'd like it, Twitter. And you can follow me at Matty Stout, M-A-T-T-Y-S-T-A-U-D as in dog, T as in Tom, and download the iHeartRadio app. Go to podcasts, listen, share, and tell your friends about it. Bye-bye. <laughs>